pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the 2013... Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with a little bonus episode from the First Pick Podcast. How you feeling today, Vince? Bonus episode on deck. We just we're throwing it in there like a like a like a sidearm. You know when it, <laughs> like the Patrick Mahomes left-handed pass. Yes, is, yes. That that was amazing. By the yeah. way, the fact that he had the wherewithal to do that in the middle of a game. Yeah. So we're just gonna throw bonus episodes in at you sometimes. Um, hopefully you like them. Let us know. Let us know if you like the bonus episodes. Absolutely. Please, we'll keep doing them. Um, this one's gonna kind of be a mashup, but we're gonna be leaning on. On baseball, because your boy, you know, your boy Vince likes that. I don't like using myself uh, in a third person. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Why? You should keep it. What's no. not wrong with the third person? No, I do it. I do it quite often, actually. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I'm the rock when I say when I talk in the third person. You know what I'm saying? Remember when we were kids, like the rock? Yeah. Maybe I'll leave it in because this sounds pretty good. We're just BSing. So. I, I agree. You know. <laughs> anyway, back on track. Yes. It is August 30th, 2019. We are underway with college football. Uh, I realized that last night as I watched Utah and BYU go at it, and it was well past midnight. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm here again. I mean, every year this happens, and I'm up at 1230 watching, uh, you know, Pac-12 games or Mountain West games. Uh, in this instance, it was uh, Pac-12 South versus the independent BYU, the, the Mormon B- Brigham Young boys. I hear you. I hear, and I I stopped in for Georgia Tech and Clemson, but after a while, that that would just turn into a blowout. My focus is on the U.S. Open at this point in time. On Coco Golf, Serena, Osaka, everybody's out there. I, the U.S. Open has been very good so far. Still in the early rounds, but with Coco Golf, she's 15 year old Coco Golf becomes the youngest American woman to advance to the third round of the U.S. Open since 1991. This girl's phenomenal. We're gonna be talking about tennis around here. I tell y'all every time. I'm a tennis fan, especially. With the wealth of talent that women's tennis has right now, can't can't beat it. What's going on in baseball? Before we get to baseball, oh my I got God. you. No, no, no. I'm gonna stick with tennis. Oh, oh. So you gonna? St- oh, wait, 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 wait. Vince just said he's trying to stick with tennis. Yes, yes, yes. What color is <laughs> what color is the tennis ball? It is. That's a really hard question to answer. I guess green. Well, that's the reason why I want to stick with tennis. Fluorescent I, yellow. No, it's green. Okay. It's fluorescent yellow, but green was what I wanted you to say because that's what I want to talk about with tennis. I want to talk about green because I want to put some <laughs> green in my pocket. So, Kevin and I were discussing tennis, and I I saw some lines this morning, and I was like, I can't wait to talk to Kevin because I see a lot of plus numbers on some of these dogs. Now, a lot of these guys, I can't pronounce their names. Uh, I don't understand if tennis has any American players left. <laughs> we do, especially in the women's game. We got okay. some really good American female players, for now, sure. Kevin's a big Serena fan, but whoever she's playing today, what was her name again? I don't remember. I don't even remember Doesn't her matter. name. It doesn't matter because she's going to lose. I, well, as long as she wins the first set, because <laughs> I put a I put a coffee bet in on the girl that she's playing. So, uh, you know, if you're out there, you, you watch tennis like Kevin. I know my boy Josiah does. Uh, I'm gonna need some input because your boy's fiending to get in the. I'm trying to trying to jump into tennis 
tennis pool. And you know why he jumped in, ladies and gentlemen? Because I told him, actually, the last round, second round, Serena, I left here. We we taped our last podcast super late. And I got home and I realized that Serena lost the first set. And I'm like, I need to go to bed, but I couldn't. But after that, she winded up losing the first set. She killed the girl the last two sets and she wound up going on. But that was Serena's 42nd win in a grand slam after losing the first set she notoriously starts off slow that's why she's setting the record and she winds up smashing them in the last two rounds she makes me nervous with that i get very because she gets frustrated easily and when she gets over overly frustrated she's not as accurate but i thought that he i gave him that tip and that's why he started looking at lines so he took the first set on her opponent today in the u.s open yeah and i mean that's basically <laughs> Listen, people, when you're out there and you're trying to find trends to bet on, you know, if there's somebody that's kind of knowledgeable about that sport in particular, you know, Kevin might have found a little a little niche, so to say, there where he's saying that Serena is notoriously, you know, coming out of the gate kind of not ready. It's like comparing the Saints to Serena by saying they don't start games off well or they don't start off the second half well. Right. You're finding an angle. You're finding an edge. Now, if this girl that Serena is playing against comes out and doesn't uh, stumble. I I have her name. I'm sorry. I'm actually going to cut that. If Carolina Muchova, okay. Okay. (laughs) We apologize, Muchova. Yeah. We we, we sincerely, uh, for all of you who are from other countries, when we're talking about your sport, we want to include you. But if we screw it up, please, please forgive us. (laughs) Mainly me. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, if, if Serena comes out and does stumble, like I said, Kevin found like a little a little edge there, and that's something you want to keep your eye on. So that's what I look for. So as soon as he said, you know, Serena, it's her forty second time that she's won after losing the first set. You ever see when a dog hears something, his ears perk up and he like runs to the door? Absolutely. When Kevin said she stumbled forty two times and still won, I, my ears perked up and I was like. <laughs> And I think of like a cartoon when you see the money signs in the eyes. That was right. me. I was like, oh, there's a spot. There's a spot. Now, this girl was plus 250 in the first set. Like I said, I put a little coffee bet on it. Uh, you know, it's almost pumpkin spice season. So if uh, this girl holds me down, I could get a little pumpkin spice latte with all the little extra fixings in there. Whatever you want to call it. All right. Moving on. College football's back. We had some games go down yesterday, Thursday evening. Um, actually, before I get to that, we want to do our on this day. On this day in 1918, that's 101 years ago, the great Ted Williams was born. If y'all don't know who Ted Williams is, he was a baseball player. He set all kinds of records. I'm not going to go through them all, but that dude. There's too many to go through them all. Yeah, he was the man, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's somebody I just wanted to mention uh, 101 years ago. That's crazy to even think about that. Um, I hope I make it to 101 years. But college football, we had some games go down yesterday. Thursday, college football was great. Uh, 7 o'clock, I was watching some Cincinnati and UCLA. Um, I actually made my first bet. I I usually don't go crazy on the first week of college football. And I went uh, went extra light, but I did take Cincinnati minus one in the first half. After the first half, Cincinnati was winning 10-7. The overall game line was minus two. It wound up closing at minus two and a half. I didn't like that hook. I didn't know enough about the teams. Um, I knew enough about Cincinnati last year and how UCLA struggled. Uh, but I, I don't go crazy 
early on. What do you think about Chip Kelly over there, man? Not a great start for his team and his quarterback starting off the beginning of the game trying to look for extra time. Instead of just running out of bounds and, and, and taking the loss on that, he winds up dropping the ball and they pick up the ball and, and recover a fumble. It's like, where's the discipline at? What are we doing? Just get out of bounds and learn to live another day. And it's one of the hardest parts, I think, of being the quarterback is knowing when to give up on the play and knowing when to keep going. But still, we can't start off games like that. No, absolutely not. And um, I think Chip will get it together, man. He 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 had his success in the Pac-12 years ago with Oregon. Um, so he'll... I he has to get his recruits. Yeah, I think we'll get it together. It might not happen this year. Um, you know, UCLA's a storied franchise, especially when it comes to basketball and uh, football too. So, you know, we'll see. It's early. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, with college football, I don't necessarily have like a favorite team. I have my eye on certain teams. Uh, a friend of mine's younger brother went to Virginia Tech. I kind of lean with them. Okay. And I've always had some kind of uh, liking to the University of Texas. I like that they have Matthew McConaughey on the sidelines all the time. That's my <laughs> dude. It's one of my favorite actors. And uh, I love the guy on the field. I've even seen him on the basketball court in that burnt orange suit on the bench. Like, he was next to the players. And I love that Texas lets him do that. I don't even know if he's an alumni there or if he's just a big fan. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. I'm just thinking of all the, the quotable things that, oh, yeah. that, that Matthew McConaughey too. says. He was in that movie for about five minutes, and I, he's the yeah. only thing you'll remember. <laughs> That's my dude, man. Uh, I love Matthew McConaughey. So, because I like him so much, and he was in one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Throw a plug out there. Uh, if you bet sports, if you're interested in betting sports, you want to check out Two for the Money. Two for the Money has Matthew McConaughey, Robert De Niro, and Rene Russo. Uh, it's a great movie. Wasn't it Al Pacino? I said Robert De Niro. I'm a, yes, I'm a, Al, it's I'm Big Al. It was in two. <laughs> I can't, I can't it's describe Al. that. I said Robert De Niro. If you are interested in betting on sports, if you're betting on sports and you haven't seen it, um, you want to check out Two for the Money. You got Al Pacino, Matthew McConaughey, and Rene Russo. All-star lineup. Really good movie. Yeah, real good movie. Um, <laughs> so I love McConaughey, and that kind of makes me lean a little bit towards uh, Hook'em Horns over there in Texas. Okay. But with not having a favorite team, I kind of focus on college football a lot more on the betting because I'm not really watching my team, so to say. Um, but I don't go, I don't dive into betting right away with college football because I do want to see how things develop. Um, I want to see how certain teams play. And I, I read mixed reviews on that. Sometimes they say you want to bet right away because the Vegas, you know, odds makers don't have an accurate scale where to put that line. And uh, last night, had I wagered on all the favorites, which I liked, which I also don't like doing, when I look at my card through the night and I see a bunch of favorites, I'm like, this ain't right. <laughs> the favorites aren't going to always win. No. And they're definitely true. not always going to cover. So, uh, you know, I looked at that and I was like, this don't look good. But I did like Tulane. They wind up smoking 42 to like 14 or whatever. Um, I did like Cincinnati. I did take them in the first half. So that was a bet they wound up covering the full game spread. Okay. They won 24 to 14. And then uh, Utah minus six and a half over BYU. They wind up winning, I think it was 30 to 12 or 13 or something like that. Uh, I went to bed. I, I stayed up too late for that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, go ahead. 
And my focus, I just want to say my focus on college football is just top 25. I got you. So I, I, I'm i focusing on, I want to see the cream of the crop. I'm not looking at, you know, I'm not going to stay up late for 12. I will say mm-hmm. I'm not staying up for Pac-12 games. I can I tell you, you that right now. Uh, anytime I can watch Arizona State, though, I will because I love me some Herm Edwards. I think we agree on that when we spoke about it earlier. You play to, to win, win the game. He's right. You don't play to just play. <laughs> you play to win the game. That was a quote I from Herm. That. that was a quote from Herm, my, my, my Jets, uh, back in the day there with the I remember it, man. It was burned into my brain with the Cadillac. We we were sponsored by Cadillac back then and we had it in the background. You know when they had that backdrop with the, yes, with the logo yes. and the Cadillac thing? But uh, go ahead, Kev. I stole your. No, no, no steal at all. I just want to say, I just focus on the top 25. I'm trying to watch the big dogs. I love ranked games. I have no problem sitting down at 3.30 or 8.30 uh, on a Saturday and, and taking in some of the best quality college football there is. I just focus on the best players. Like Saquon Barkley had me locked into just about any Penn State game that I could catch. You know, so I'm always looking for those guys. I can't wait this year to see what Jalen Hurts does with Oklahoma. What are some of your thoughts on that? How do you feel about him? Um, and then that transfer from Alabama. I always like when the kids transfer. But I, after hearing that story with Van Pelt the other day, yeah, I I'm kind of like, you know, how does he get How does he get to play right away? Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, it isn't fair because um, I, I remember when Rodney Hood transferred from Mississippi State to Duke. And I'm talking about, I'm talking college basketball here. He had to sit out a whole year. You know what I'm saying? And, that's kind of like what it should be. Um, there are certain circumstances where these players can play right away. And just to give you a little bit of insight, there was a young man who was trying to transfer from one school to the other, and he wasn't allowed to transfer. His mom just had brain surgery. She's recovering, and the NCAA basically told them that um, your mom is getting better, so we can't accept your transfer. Also, uh, there's a 100-mile radius if a, you, if a guy wants to transfer from one school to the other, and the family was five miles outside of that 100-mile radius, and the NCAA still decided to say no because this young man wanted to go home and take care of his mom. They needed the support. The dad needed the support. They have a million dollars worth of medical bills. And the NCAA says no to this young man. That makes me want to go into their offices and fist fight everybody Mm -hmm. on his behalf and just grab somebody and be like, who the hell do you think you are? What are you doing? You know, that's just a tough thing. I just wanted you guys to know, look it up, read it. If there's any way we can support him, we should. (laughs) We should. I was originally brought to that story. Shout out to my boy again, Kyle's Charlie. He's the one that sent it to me. Um, and I saw that and I was just like, my stomach turned, man. You know, like that's just crazy. And and I think of myself without giving too much uh, info out there. But um, my mother was ill at a point in time and I took care of her. And I saved myself like, what if I was in that predicament? And the kid, Brock Hoffman for Virginia Tech, who plays offensive line, you know, he has a lot of character to not want to go to the NCAA's office and kick down the door. And like you said, start fist fighting people, throwing right. chairs. Like, uh, you know, when I when I saw that, it made me almost want to do it. Like, I want to fight on his behalf. Oh, yeah, it man, just hurt, that, it hurts me for him. That's rough. But uh, like I said, man, this is our first full weekend of college football. We got Thursday games, Friday games, a little bit more than normal. And then our Saturday lineup, we even got one on Monday. Excuse me, we even got one on Sunday and one on Monday. Anything uh, 
you'll be sitting down to watch Kevin any of these college football games? I do like, uh, like I told you, I like rank. So I probably will watch rank, rank, Oregon versus Auburn, 11 versus 16. We also have a fantasy draft. So my guess is it's on ABC. We'll probably have it on the we'll television the during our fantasy. 100%. And I am highly, highly intrigued. I already mentioned it to you, but I'm highly intrigued by Jalen Hurts. So Monday night, I will be watching Oklahoma, Houston. I want to see how he starts off. Houston notoriously has a good team despite, you know, now they've lost two really good coaches so mm-hmm. that also hurts them but generally they still have a good team going so i want to see what oklahoma has to say this year after losing baker mayfield so do you have any bets going on for this weekend watching college college football what's going on there uh like i said i usually tread lightly um in the beginning and i'm, I'm still focused on baseball you know what i mean i got a lot of things going on there so uh i'm gonna tread lightly but there are a few games i'm in, i'm intrigued with uh tonight actually purdue purdue will be taking on nevada um, Purdue had lost nine straight road openers, but won each of their last two. The last time and only time in 2016, uh, Purdue won 24-14 against Nevada. That's okay. the only other time they've played the, this team. And uh, this is the furthest they'll have to travel since 2009. So uh, I don't really take that too much into account on week one because it's not like they're coming off another game. They right. probably just came through a walkthrough or uh, you know some kind of scrimmage or something like that. But I am intrigued by Purdue. The line opened at minus 11, went down to minus 10.5. So I am a little you know uh, hesitant on why the line's moving. So I'll look into that. Nevada is starting a redshirt freshman at quarterback, and they're uh, Rye receivers are a freshman and sophomore, number one and two. Okay. So uh, that kind of, you know, I'm intrigued by that line. Doesn't mean I'm going to fire at it. Uh, I still have time to do some more homework, I w- but that's one I'm looking at for tonight. And then um, for tomorrow, uh, I'm intrigued with Kentucky, minus 12 against Toledo. Uh, Kentucky was really good last year, um, but I'm not crazy about them playing at at home as a favorite. They were an underdog in a lot of games last year, and they were able to win outright. So it's big when you have that um, favorite tag as opposed to the underdog tag. Right. Now, some of these players, they don't really give a crap if they're the underdog or the favorite. Some of them don't even know they're the underdog or the favorite. Right. Why would they even look at that? Exactly. You, you have to have the regular mindset. The mindset of a football player doesn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but I think some of them do. You know, the coaches right. do. They're aware of it. And now the more mainstream that betting is – uh, the more it's out there in a lot of these states, these kids could be made aware of it. And I think sometimes True. it helps and sometimes it doesn't. So uh, Kentucky minus 12, that's a noon game tomorrow. Something I'm going to look at. Uh, I'm not big on Toledo, but I don't have a lot of stuff on them. And with college football. And so what do you think? Well, Kentucky had a pretty good year last yes. year. So what are your thoughts? Are they going to be able to recreate what they did last year and this year? Did they lose too many players? I don't know if you did. I don't know if you dug in or not, but how do you feel about it? So I do. What I try to do is I, I kind of focus on a few teams because there's so many teams out there. Right. Um, I mentioned this when I get to college basketball. Um, I love college basketball betting on college basketball. I love college basketball to watch as well but i mean uh college basketball i find the biggest edges um and and it's not like that with college football because football is a more pulverizing sport and a lot of people are watching but um i try to focus on a few teams because there's so much going on right you know and i can't do homework on a hundred and something teams and mac mac action and mountain west and pac 12 sec acc there's just so much so i try to look at a few teams and like I said, these might not find a way to my my betting card. But yeah, Kentucky, I think they have a good year. 
They're playing a tough division, and I just think Toledo is going to get rolled over. Well, of course, you know, Toledo. Yeah, but I don't want to just go with that inclination that it's a SEC team versus a MAC team, and it's just going to get they're going to get you know smacked. Right. And uh, I, I looked at last night's card; all the favorites, most of the favorites, covered. I don't like seeing that because I know somewhere some someone's going to get upset. Someone's not going to cover. You know, um, and Central Michigan was one of them that w- that didn't wind up covering and. Uh, it just again, that's just my early lean, and uh, there's one more game out there too. Uh, also a noon game. Uh, Boise State is plus six and a half against FSU. FSU lost their last two season openers. Uh, FSU won two of their last three neutral site openers, though, and this is a neutral site game. It's in Jacksonville. It ain't too far from from you know Florida State quarters and stuff like that. People are going to be traveling first game of the year. Boise's at the disadvantage there because it's in Florida. And you I, also, I don't know if you take any of this into account, but I was reading the article where their players are talking about what they're trying to get back. They want to be back to FSU. They want yeah. to be back to Deion Sanders. They want to be back to Jameis Winston when they were just flat out great. I don't, I, I don't know if they're just talking. Maybe they're just feeling themselves because everybody is because nobody's played yet for the most part as far as uh, the national view is concerned. But we'll see what happens with those guys. And speaking of getting back to great, so does Boise. Boise wants to get back to being – you know, the Mountain West Kellen Conference. Moore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the trick plays. He's and offensive yeah. <laughs> coordinator for the Cowboys right now. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they, they want to get back to being who they were, too. Uh, and uh, Boise has 13 returning starters. So that's an intriguing bet for me. I'm looking at Boise plus the six and a half. With underdogs, I always like to say this. If you like the dog in any sport, wait until very last minute to make that bet. Because nine times out of ten, that's not going to happen all the time. Like I said, nine times out of ten, or maybe eight times out of ten, the line will move in your favor because everybody's going to bet the favorite. Right? There's a lot of people out there they just bet the favorites blindly, favors and favorites and overs. It's just a common thing. Last yesterday, switching sports here. I like the Tampa Bay Rays. They opened at plus two ten. They were going. They went all the way down to plus one eighty seven. They were the underdog, obviously. Right. All the way down to one eighty seven. I was upset that I didn't bet them earlier because i like them all day and then guess what more people came in with that's the, it with the, they, more with people the came in with houston no no more more people came in with the favorite oh that's why it went down so right i hear you it was yes. 210 went down to 187 and then went back up to 205 so i didn't get that extra five cents that i initially liked but i wound up taking them at plus 205 and they won nine to eight so you know like i said sometimes it'll you know it'll seesaw. fluctuate yeah right. it'll seesaw but most of the time if you like the dog, you wait till very last minute. So with Boise, I'm gonna wait till about like 11:50 tomorrow and see if I can get a seven. If I get a seven and a half, I'm definitely firing on Boise State tomorrow. Okay. Um, but those are really the only games I like. Purdue tonight, Boise State tomorrow plus the six and a half. Hopefully seven, seven and a half, and a little slight lean on Kentucky minus 12. Okay. But right. um, that's pretty much it for college football for me. Um. I don't have much of anything else. We'll dig in further once we get more information, Absolutely. once we see Alabama play, once we see LSU, Georgia. We, well, we, we had Clemson roll last night. Uh, obviously, yeah, and they, co- they, they covered minus 33. I was like, geez. Yeah, they want to. <laughs> so they, they wind up covering that. I think they even covered for like 36. I think it was. But even so, uh, th- that's it for now. And we'll get back to you guys. So I guess we're moving on to what? Baseball, the that's diamond. It. That's it, man. So uh, your home place. We're, we're Right now, it's not very happy for me. My New York Mets are on a six-game losing streak. 
Uh, we lost three to the Braves, uh, and then we just lost three to the Cubbies. And uh, what, may, what really makes me sick is that the Chicago Cubs have only won two road series this entire season <laughs> up until they played us. And I'm like the law of averages guy where it's been so you know prominent one way that I know it's going to swing back the other way. And I just knew. That the Cubs, everybody's, you know, it's like it's like that time when you play a team and they're like, they're 0-92 all time. And I'm like, well, here comes that one win. Right. <laughs> that's what's that's me. That's who I am. It always evens itself out at some point or another. Like I walk up to the roulette table and it hit black 437 times in a row. I'm saying it's going to come red. I don't know why. I, that's just how I think. And uh, sure enough, unfortunately for me, I was right. The Cubbies win their third road series all year. Not only do they win, but they sweep us, which is the worst thing that could possibly happen. At least you want to salvage one game. And yesterday, that one game I thought was when we had Jacob DeGrom on the mound. That didn't happen. So my boys are sliding out of wild card contention right now. So that's got me a little cranky. But uh, the good thing about baseball is you're right back to it. We got to play the Phillies. We're fighting with the Phils for that wild card spot. Um, So I'm hoping we can get back in gear today. Not too crazy who we got to play because they got their boy Aaron Nola on the mound and he's one of the best pitchers that they have. He is their ace. He's coming off a loss to Miami. I don't like all that stuff. That doesn't bode too well for my Mets and with the Cubbies sweeping us, they are now in that second spot for the wild card at 72 and 61. Um, We're fighting with the Phillies. They're 69 and 63, but we've fallen all the way to five games back now, and we're only one game over 500. So I'm not going to make this just all about my Mets, but I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted somebody's shoulder to cry. On, yeah, so it's so. all right. We, we're here for you, Vince. No worries. No worries. The Yankees still seem to be maintaining that one game lead against Houston in the American League. You have Minnesota that's still five games back, and Cleveland, who's eight and a half games back. Uh, it's either going to be the Yankees or Houston finishing in the lead in, in that conference, even with all the home runs that Minnesota's been hitting, setting mm-hmm. records all over the place, man. So, uh, any insights on what's going on in the American League here? Yeah, man. Well, I think that I think I said it a couple episodes before, but I think the Twins and the Indians, that's going to come down to the wire. Okay. Uh, right now, the Indians are sitting with the number one wild card spot, but the Twins are sitting with the division lead. They got a two, a one and a half game division lead. Um, the wild card shaping up as right now, it's Cleveland Indians and Oakland Athletics. Uh, you know from a few pods ago, I've been on Oakland. You, you have, I mean? man. I think they're a really good team. Uh, it's you know, but like you said, that one wild card game. It's just tough to have your whole season come down to one game just to get into the playoffs. There I mean, is no pressure like that yeah, pressure, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though, man. It's kind of like the football thing. You know, everything is just one game. You know, you got to put your stuff on the line there. And, and it's just tough for baseball to transition to that. Because like I just said with the Mets, yeah, we lost six in a row. There's still We still have 30-something games left. Right. Like, let's just get back on track. It's, it's a game of runs. We won eight in a row, and now we lost six in a row. Like, that's what happens in baseball. And to switch gears and to just put it onto one one game, right. one wild card game. It's tough. but um, I think that's how the Yankees made it in last year, didn't they? I think they were in the one game wild card yes. last year, and that's how they made it into the playoffs. Yes. Yep, as a wild card player. So, um, you know, that that AL wild card race looks like this. you got Cleveland at 79 and 55, the Oakland Athletics at 77 and 56, and the Tampa Bay Rays are right on Oakland's behind. At 77 and 58, they're only one game back. And then you got the Red Sox, they're five and a half back. Uh, I don't want to count them out, but okay. they but they got to get it together. You know, um, 
And then uh, after that, it's it just doesn't matter. Texas and, and L.A. Angels, they're not doing nothing. They're not catching up. They're 13 games behind. Uh, the they, Yankees obviously locked up the East, and, and Houston is obviously locked up the West. And But like you said, Minnesota and Cleveland are still three and a half. This is only three and a half difference, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, and then as far as the, the National League goes, like we spoke about it you know, briefly, but I, I just want to talk about that. The only thing I could see changing in the National League is the Cardinals and the Cubs. The Cardinals only hold a one-game lead over the Cubs at 73-59, and 59, while the Cubs are 72-61. and 61. So uh, there's going to be a lot of divisional games being played the last you know, three, three, four weeks of the season. But that's the only division leader I could see changing in the uh, NL. The and you Do- still think Atlanta holds off Washington, even with only a five-and-a-half game lead with 30 games left? I do. I do. I, but Washington is hot. They are yeah. hot. The bats are hot. Scherzer's back. Actually, Scherzer's on the mound today. Um, I think I think that Atlanta does hold them off. Okay. But Atlanta has a lot of young players, and I just don't know if they can make noise in the playoffs. It's just really hard. It's very simple to say that I, I like the Dodgers to go because they're the number one team. It's easy to say that, but they've just been dominating. They did get smoked last night by the Diamondbacks uh, with Hung Jin Ryu on the mound, and uh, he was looking like the NL Cy Young winner, but he had two games in a row where he struggled. And uh, unfortunately for me, I backed the Dodgers last night and I took an L. I was backing Hung Jim Ryu because he was coming off a bad game and I usually like to back pitchers off a bad game. Okay. I was on the wrong end of the stick. That happens sometimes. Um, but it's easy to say that I, that I like the Dodgers and, and, and I just don't want to go that route, but I do. I like the Dodgers. I think, I think they're going to win the NL. It's just that simple. Okay. And nobody's catching the Dodgers anyway, man. They're 19 up in their in their uh, division, and, and and they're a half a game back for the Yankees for the best division, uh, the best record in the whole league. So no, absolutely. And um, you know, there's nothing really that jumps out to me today for you know betting on on baseball, and that's something that you guys got to look at. Like if you're really trying to make a dollar from betting, you you're not going to have something every day. You know, don't get me wrong, I'll probably throw something in. But it's going to be a lunch or a coffee bet just because I want to have some action. And that's something I learned uh, to do better with over time. Sometimes I used to just bet on games because it was on TV. Right. And um, I was still betting my standard unit. And I think that betters, you should have a unit. Everybody should have a standard bet out there, whatever you feel you can afford to lose. Like mine is like $2.50. Okay, and that's fine. Two, like two two or three bucks, I'm putting it on certain things. Every once in a while, maybe I'll do 10 bucks, but right around two, three dollars, that, yeah. that's my limit. And I just like a totally little bit. Fine. I think it's fun. I like to do it. It's good, but I, I don't ever want to get into anything where I got, I got to worry about income or anything like that. A couple exactly. bucks, and I like to enjoy it, have fun. Me and my brother-in-law both both like that so (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that and i think that's where you know you have that 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 difference like i said before in a previous pod i'm trying to make money doing this right you know i have uh different ways i i bring in my income i'm a part-time stay-at-home dad you know what i mean so this is another way that i try to bring in income so again we've talked about this before if you told me i had an 80 percent chance to win five dollars or a 40 percent chance to win 20 bucks I'm going to take that five bucks. I'm right. going to take that 80% chance. Right. I'm going to book that win. Now, when things were a little different for me financially and it wasn't one of my sources of income, I'll go with the $20 and 40% right. because uh, you know I, I don't need it. You like had that. change to spare. Exactly. Understood. So, um, and, and the reason I bring this up, people, is because I had somebody reach out to me, a listener of the podcast, which is great. I appreciate that. Um, and they asked me some questions about betting and they said to me, 
What do you bet on a game? And uh, I've always been a private person, but I, I do share things. Obviously, we're doing this now, so I have, I'm sharing my input. I'm sharing my intel, and I want guys to win at bets. I'm never going to tell you what to take. You right. know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll lead you to the water. So I'll provide you information, yeah. and you make your own choice. I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll lead you to the water. I'll tell you the water tastes good. I'll tell you the precipitation. <laughs> I'll tell you how. The you know, pH levels, all you of want, that. But I ain't going to tell you to drink it. I ain't going to tell you to drink it. So uh, this guy asked me, and he said, uh, what do you bet on a game? And I said, uh, I responded just like this. I said, I don't tell my wife what I bet on a game. So I ain't going to tell you. Right. <laughs> no disrespect to the person. But what I, I responded to him was this. You want to bet what you think you can afford to lose. So if you could afford to lose $25, bet $25. If you could afford to lose $50, $100, $500, $1,000, bet what you can afford to lose. Now, you never want to go into a bet no, uh, you know, wanting to lose, but you just have to know that if you take that L, it doesn't hurt you. You could just shrug your shoulders and say, ah, oh, well, you don't want to bet $100 if you can't lose that. Uh, if absolutely. If your paycheck's 600 bucks a week, you don't want to bet 600 Don't be a knucklehead. So, you know, that's why I say have a standard unit. Everybody has a standard unit. You know, mine might be 25 50 a 100 And then, like I said, you know, you got lunch bets. You got coffee bets. You could assume. I'm a coffee. I yeah. like being the coffee guy. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you doing a coffee bet at the gas station at Shell? Right. Or are you doing a Starbucks coffee bet? Um, it's a little bit different. Right. I mean? I'm a Sunoco guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm a gas station better. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, like I said, man, you try to, you know. Where the coffee's been sitting there for two and a half days. <laughs> and you're putting some old old creamer in there. Yeah. Was it clumping up though? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just rounding up some baseball news, and then I'll uh, throw out a couple things I do like for this weekend. Uh, last night, King Felix, Felix Hernandez, pitcher of the Seattle Mariners, threw his 2,508th strikeout, surpassing Hall of Famer Christy Mathewson for 37th all-time in strikeouts in the major, in major league history. Uh if you don't know who King Felix is, they call him King Felix up there in, in Seattle. Uh, he's been doing it a long time. Uh, he hasn't played a game since May. He was on the DL. Okay. He came back last week, didn't go so good. And then yesterday he only gave up three earned runs. Uh, and the uh, Mariners won 5-3 against the Rangers. Does he ever have a chance to be the original, the prime? Is he far past that? Oh, he's or, far past that. He's far past Because yeah. I remember, and, I, and I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I remember Felix Hernandez just getting busy yeah. and being a guy yeah. who will, he would just X you out. Zero. You got nothing today. Mm-hmm. You you don't have a bat that can touch me. And I know he's he's an older guy now, so so I guess he's more of like a, he's maybe a three or four guy and he'll never be a one again, right? Yeah, no, no absolutely. I don't even know if this is going to be his last year. I okay. would hope not just because I like you know, I like to, you know, I want the heist, the veteran to go out with the sunset, you know, like of the course. cowboy on the, on the horse. Um, but I hope he does go out high. Last night, he looked good. You know what I'm saying? He looked good. Now, Texas isn't the best team. These are two teams that aren't going to be making the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I did have a buddy hit me up about that game. And I said, uh, you might want to stay away from Texas. Okay. He asked me about Lance Lynn, who was a pitcher on the mound. I love Lance Lynn. And uh, there was some value there. But he was a big dog. It was minus 180. And I, I don't, excuse me, they were a I have to say that because it's easy for me to cut. Lance Lynn was a big favorite at minus 180. And I didn't necessarily like that line, but I wasn't crazy about old King Felix either. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? That's just a stay away game for me because I couldn't really call it. Okay. Um, up next, Alex Gordon. He's an outfielder for the Kansas City Royals. I used to have him on my fantasy squad. 
Um, I dropped him, though, because he wasn't really producing for me. And uh, just like I talked about in in fantasy football, I don't like to really have players on my fantasy team that aren't going anywhere. And baseball is really one of those sports because you can kind of realize you ain't going anywhere in July. So these dudes, are they might not be bringing it every day. But this was pretty cool. Alex Gordon is the only player to start as a cleanup hitter and also throw multiple innings of relief in the same game since the babe in 1919. Oh my gosh. The history of baseball always amazes me. The fact that you can probably go back to like 1897 and still have some sort of record that was recorded at some point. I find that to be crazy, man. That's crazy. And it, the, the cool thing about Babe Ruth though is he probably did that on purpose. Uh, Alex Gordon in the Kansas City Royals, that happened on Monday. And that's because the Royals were getting smoked 19 to 5, and they went through their whole bullpen, so they had to throw some position players out. Okay. (laughs) So uh, Gordon's wasn't really. It was a it's a cool stat for him, but it wasn't for good reasons, if that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now I know Kev, uh, you know, Kev doesn't really like to talk about stale baseball too much, but you know, since we've been doing this, I'm kinda a little intrigued with tennis. Anything stick out to you in the baseball diamond at all? Uh, you got the dude over there in uh Cincinnati, you guys remember you were talking about uh, who who? Aristides Aquino. Oh, Aquino. I, oh, I didn't even know he was from because I was literally about to say his name and oh. talking about him setting the monthly a home run record, I think, what was his 14th, 14th. this, uh, this yep. month? Yep. Uh, where did he come from? I don't even know who he is, bro. Yeah, so, so basically that's what happens with baseball, man. I love how you said that. Where did he come from? Just one day, these baseball teams <laughs> they decide. They just get it. They just, well, no, what happens is they decide. They say, all right, it's time to call him up. Okay. You know what I mean? And he okay. came out of nowhere one day, and he just called this kid up, and he started nailing dingers. And I remember, I was like, you know, this kid, I put him on my watch list in fantasy. Okay. And then literally, maybe, he started he started smacking dingers. And then, like, five days later, I was like, all right, I'm going to go scoop this kid up. He's doing work. And somebody picked him up on me. And I was sick. You know what I mean? I was sick. And now he's still he's still balling out, man. And uh, that's what happens with baseball, man. You get these kids, they get called up, and they just pop. You know, uh, they had one in Houston that happened back in like, I think they called up uh, Jordan. His name's Jordan Alvarez for Houston Astros. And I think they called him up in, I want to say early June. Same thing, man. I had my, I had put my watch on him. I kept an eye on him. And then the same thing happened, man. I went to go grab him and somebody else scooped him. I've been late to the party with fantasy baseball. Uh, This is my first year playing, but uh, I am 15 and five. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I'm in the position now where I got the first round bye. I've won my division. So this week is like a bye week to me, man. I'm just kind of bolstering up my roster and uh, adding some guys to my injured reserve list so I could get ready for the playoffs there because I got that bye week in my first – That's my, again, it's my first time playing fantasy baseball. So I just got to throw that out there. <laughs> and then another guy, I saw Judge heated up a little bit. Tanaka came out and pitched really well yeah. for the Yankees. If he is going to go into the playoffs – playing like he's playing right now he might be able to carry him on his own because they're gonna have to be terrified to pitch him they might have to walk him if he's gonna be hitting like that and remember what we said about tanaka in the playoffs nasty yeah. we, we actually lost that on, on i think in episode six we weren't able to tell everybody oh we did yes i oh, think we, i think i think we lost that one well, on the tanaka stat if we didn't we're bringing it up again uh masanero tanaka of the new york yankees he has like a 1.52 ERA in the playoffs. I had said that to Kev, and he wound up fact-checking it. Um, so he shut down in the playoffs, and if the Yanks could have that one shutdown guy, that's all and you it's need. him, and, his, and Judge, starts bat, Judge's bat starts waking up, 
you know we talked about Glaber Torres we talked about Glaber yeah. Torres setting records man yeah. for for those lesser pitchers on their pitching staff they're going to be able to protect mm-hmm. them with runs you know like just just don't give up more than like 3 or 4 we got you we'll take you and, the and rest at some of the point, way the Yanks are going to get back Pedro Severino too uh, he's I, on his way right now yeah. As and we speak. I would assume that he's going to be throwing some, uh, you know, relief innings. And they're going to get him in form, get him ready for October. He'll definitely be up sometime in September, probably pitching against uh, some of the bum teams out there just to get his uh, his feet wet, so to say. And he just had his second simulated game. Okay. So he's still working on that. He, he's on his way up. He threw 35 pitches over two innings against some minor leaguers on Tuesday of this week. Mm-hmm. So he's still working on it. But if he comes back into the season, you have you start off with Tanaka, you have Severino, and then you, yeah, you J.A. Hope, Happ, J.A. John Happ, Paxton. Those are you the could, guys you hope are yeah. protected by runs. We'll see. You can mash those guys together too. And they also do have one of the best relievers in the game in – Dylan Batanzas. Um, he'll be coming back soon, too. So, you know, don't count the Yanks out. I mean, you can't do it already. Well, they're number one yeah. right now in the, in the league. So, but no. Even myself, I've been a, one to say the Yanks don't have the pitching. But they're getting these guys back. You know what I mean? And if they can come back in the form, I just don't know if they're going to get back enough in time. We only got like three weeks left of baseball. So they got to get these guys in there and they got to play against big league talent, but not when, minor leaguers. And I hear you. And when I think about the Yankees, though, and I think about their bats, I think about their bats as I think about the 2000 Ravens, as I think about the Ravens when Joe Flacco was quarterback. It's fine. I just need you to score a couple points. Yep, makes I just sense. Need, you know what I'm saying? Good or, analogy. So, right. So if you're the Yankees, I only need you to only, only get give up a few we got you the rest yeah. of the way because we ain't going to give up more than seven points today they'll, they'll be lucky if they get a damn field goal so you. you know what i'm saying so that's how i think about them and i think those bats might be able to carry them right into the world series where no matter what they'll probably be playing the dodgers and that's going to be a tough one no matter what between bellinger and those boys they are 19 up in their division they'll be hard to beat but we'll see i wouldn't mind seeing the dodgers in there man uh, i just don't want to see the pinstripes in there <laughs> i know I'm you wouldn't of, of course that. so uh move Wrap it up with wrap it up with baseball and uh, you know a couple things for Friday. This again, I don't really see um, a lot sticking out to me uh, as far as games. Shane Bieber's on the mound for for the Indians tonight. They're going against the Rays um, minus one fifty five. That's not really a bad number. The Rays got Austin Pruitt going. Uh, I'm not crazy about him either, and he really hasn't been. Uh, he hasn't had a lot of innings pitched. So another game I'm interested in is. Uh, Texas Rangers against Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are starting Marco Gonzalez, and the Rangers are starting Kobe Allard. Kobe Allard was a draft pick by the Braves. Uh, This kid's got some nasty stuff, and he's been pitching pretty well. Got a 4.6 ERA and a 1.1 and a 1.3 whip. I actually have him on my fantasy team, so I'm rooting for the Rangers and Kobe Allard to hopefully get a no-hitter or something. But, okay. Uh, I like that line, man, minus 120. That's not too bad. That might be uh, something I keep my eye on. Uh, but other than that, there's really not a lot of crazy games going out there. There is a kid out there that I want to mention. I wanted to talk about it during the trade deadline, but the Miami Marlins sent Zach Gallen to the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm going to say this kid's name again, Zach Gallen. In a couple of years, we're going to be talking about this kid. He has a 2.56 ERA, and he is going to be a special player. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to develop. I don't know why the Fish traded him. I am happy, though, that he's out of my division. Um, I'm not happy that he's still in the NL, but uh, he's on the mound tonight against the Dodgers. Dodgers coming off a loss, though. They're probably 
the second best team off a loss this year. I just want to watch this game because I like Zach Gallen. Uh, the Dodgers have Tony Gonsolin on the mound. He's not really nothing crazy, nothing to dance around about. But Zach Gallen, keep your eye on this kid. I'm not backing him tonight, but he is someone to watch. And I listen to a Miami-based show. And they talk about the Marlins quite often, and okay. they were a little upset about this because they were they yes. were pleased they wanted Zach Gallen. They, they also have your boy, the Hawaiian, who uh, who is phenomenal. The give Hawaiian me, give me hitman. Name. Yes. Now this name I will not butcher. Jordan Yamamoto. Yamamoto. So they they were you know, and everybody's down on the Marlins. The Marlins market is a really tough place to be. The MLB doesn't seem to care about them, but they were a little upset about that. But they also thought that like he's quality now. They got some really good prospects back for him. So they, I guess we'll wait and see. But they they talk about him like he's going to be the guy that you're also saying, and they pay attention closely to that team. So yeah, I like I'm with you on that. I like Zach Gallen, man. I had him on my fantasy team, but he had two tough matchups in a row. He had to play in Colorado, which I can't stand. Anytime a pitcher plays out there, the, your ERA goes out the window. There's no, there's no air in the yeah. air, so there's no friction. That ball's getting out of there quick. And a perfect example <laughs> of that was last night. The Pirates played the Rockies. The Pirates put up seven runs in the first inning. It was crazy. And, it's, and it's they just, stink. And they do. Uh, <laughs> And games out there, they just go out the window. Last night's total was 14 and a half. You needed 15 runs to hit the over. I don't care if it went over or not. I still can't bring myself to bet over 14 and a half runs. And today it opened at 14 and a half. Yesterday it opened at 13 and a half and got bet all the way up to 14 and a half. Uh, but again, they hit seven runs in the first inning, and then it looked like the under was just going to hang in there. And then the Rockies put up a few at the end. And I think the final score was like 18, excuse me. The final score was 11-8, to eight. so it did hit the over, but it's just bananas out there. But what I was getting back to is I pulled Zach Gallon off my fantasy team because he had two tough starts in a row. The Dodgers' bats can hit him. Uh, I just wanted to play it safe, and uh, but I will be scooping him back up after this week as long as nobody from my fantasy team in here, uh, fantasy league hears this and <laughs> goes and grabs him. Um, there's one other intriguing game tonight, and it's uh, the Padres – going against the Giants, and uh, the Giants got Kevin's favorite baseball pitcher on the mound tonight. You know who that is? Madison Bumgarner. Mad Bum. I, like, I don't use the word... I'm not well I'm using it it in sports terms but I hate this guy (laughs) I absolutely like I'm holding my cheeks right now and pulling them ladies and gentlemen I hate this man his opinions his view on baseball I believe in the Dominican way I believe in the Cuban way I believe in the Spanish way of playing baseball and he believes in the American way of playing baseball so we will always be at odds sports is a way of expression and he wants to steal that from the game he wants to to be a vanilla piece of paper with nothing on it. Express, have fun. Mm-hmm. You're hitting home runs in front of 60,000. You're throwing pitches in front of 60,000 and you're driving home in your Lamborghini. It's a good reason to celebrate. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I kind of, I, I fall in between there. I do like the celebration. You know what I mean? I don't like that they're so stern on like no celebrating. Like, come on, man. Right. And that's kind of why baseball has fallen from the number one sport in America to possibly the number three sport now. For me, it's number two. I'm a football guy first, then I'm a baseball guy. But with Kevin, it's it's football, then basketball. Right. You know, and, and baseball and, wouldn't even be on my list if it wasn't for you. I pay attention yeah. now because you love it. We want to do it for yeah. the pod now. And there are some great players, but it's like it's not it's not fun. No, the I Spanish players grow up. They're like we do this because it's fun. Yeah. We want to be excited and rib each other. You know, it's, 
Well, I, well, I hope uh, Mad Bum doesn't do any of that stuff tonight because uh, I think I'm going to wind up backing him. He's only minus 135 against Dilson Lament of the Padres. The Padres got their best player, which I mentioned on a previous episode, Fernando Tatis Jr. I think he's their best player. Excuse me. I don't think Manny Machado is their best player. I don't think Eric Hajmir is their best player. I think Fernando Tatis is, and he's not there. I don't think their bats are going to be hitting, and they definitely going to be hitting against Mad Bum. So that might find a way to make my wager card. But, uh, I mean, I think that's really all I got for baseball. We're going to finish up with uh, our number one sport. What's up with Ezekiel Elliott? And Jerry Jones. Um, I think it's just going to take time. I think this is just one of those marathons. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a mirror Emmett Smith. We're going to miss maybe one, two, three games, but we're going to get him in here. We're going to wind up making the playoffs this year. They have a really good team. I get it. There's Dallas America's team, all of that kind of stuff, but they do have a lot. That defense, the, it's going to be good. I don't have any concerns. They're just going at it. It's a business and they're nickel and diming each other. Zeke is waiting it out. Jerry's, you know, Jerry is very me, me, me me so he's gonna be out there making comments all week long but they'll get it done he'll get back in there he's the man and i do think they'll make the playoffs you think they make the playoffs if he misses three four games and the eagles don't i still think they make the playoffs i still think they have a chance to be a wild card team i agree okay but, and I don't, like and so i say one or two division. we're talking about I'm, one or two yeah, here i meant you to know. say i meant to say my bad i meant to I still think they make the playoffs. I still think they have a chance to be a wild card team. I agree. Okay. But, and I don't, like, and so I say one or two. Division. We're talking about I'm, one or two yeah. here. I meant to say, will they win the division if Zeke misses one to three games? See, I don't know about division. I feel like that's a different thought. But making the playoffs, I, I just think they're going to make the playoffs because okay. the Eagles are legit. Like, there's yeah. no question. I'm not putting them down. Philly fans, they're obviously phenomenal. Their quarterback, as long as Wentz is healthy, they, uh, they have a chance. But, uh, but we'll see. And – Maybe Dak takes that step. Maybe Dak can carry them. Maybe he shows he is worth $30 million in these first few games if Zeke doesn't get back. Maybe they get him. Maybe they sign him by Monday. Who knows? But I would like to see what Dak looks like without Zeke in the game. Okay. Um, I think they need to get that dude signed. I think that they're in a position where if they want to try to make the playoffs, every game is going to count. Um, I could see them finishing 10-6, and 9-7, and seven, and those games are going to be crucial if Zeke isn't there. Um You've had a few drafts already with fantasy. Right. Is Tony Pollard available in any of your leagues? Or did, was he drafted? Is he... He was barely taken. I can still pick up Tony Pollard right now. So what are you doing? I don't know. I probably should, but you I... You should I, probably do that right I now. Have, I have Marlon Mack. I have Todd Gurley. I have... Uh, Devonte Freeman. I guess I couldn't flip him, but I just don't. I, I don't think he's gonna have enough value. I I just believe Zeke is coming back, so I okay. don't really care. I guess I could, but I, I have too many good running backs on my team. I need receivers right now because I have those four running backs. We are slightly over twenty four hours away from our draft, the big boy draft, fourteen team league. We and me and Zeke. Uh, me and Zeke. <laughs> me and Vince are directly next to each other, and there's some players that we have uh, well, similar have thoughts pick, right? on. I have the fifth. Yeah, yes. so I'm, I'm the three. So we're, oh, we're I thought you were. I thought three. you were sixth. I no, thought I'm, you were sixth. All right, I'm three. Pat is four. You are five. Oh, so we're right yeah. there. We're still close. Yeah, still but close you're still enough. gonna be close enough for you yeah. to try to steal Lamar Jackson from me when we get closer to this to the end of the draft. Lamar Jackson <laughs> will be on the queue or the quay or whatever it is, uh, even though it's a live draft. He'll be right there in my mental notes. I'll be ready to snag him. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, people, we're uh, we're just trying to get out some more content for you guys. Throw in a little mashup there. I know Kev has something with NBA. Yes, uh, NBA. Demarcus Cousins. Oh my God, bro! 
what are you doing? What's bugging. going on, bro? This dude's bugging. There was a story. Demarcus cousin was out there. He wanted his son to come to his wedding. Um, his ex wouldn't allow that to happen. She recorded everything. He said, "I'm going to ask nicely one more time." Uh, he supposedly, allegedly choked allegedly. her. Allegedly, Alle- allegedly. So there's a warrant out for his arrest at this point in time. He also threatened allegedly. Uh, he also allegedly threatened her with some sort of weapon. I don't know what that weapon may have been. Most likely a gun. Um, I, I think he's a little on edge. His career might be at its end. He's not going to get another contract versus uh, what he was supposed to get. He was supposed to get $170 million, $200 million contract. He was well worth it. He was phenomenal. And after three straight injuries between the Achilles, between the ACL and the quad, he's never going to get that again. He may get another contract, but it won't be the same. So that can also be pushing him over the edge to act the way he was. But my guess is he was doing this before this weekend happened. I got you, man. I, I always I'm always, I always scratch my head when these guys get into these incidents, man, because you know, you gotta realize you they're in the limelight. No matter what you do, you could like you could shoot a squirrel with a BB gun and they're gonna they're gonna put you up on the <laughs> ASPCA, you know, billboard and be like, This guy's a squirrel killer. Oh right, you know, right. You know, <laughs> and they'll they will multiply it one thousand times. So, you know, and I just you gotta like think ahead, you know, and it's just I don't like to see that with anyone, you know, and hopefully things work out for the best, whatever they may, whatever that may be. Um, and then one more thing, U.S. national team, September 1st, Czech Republic. Vince is not excited. I'm excited because they have a lot against them, and I know they lost their first game in 78 games. They lost their first game since 2006. Who did they lose to? They, they lost to Australia. Australia. And How an many old, Australian? An old, overweight Patty Mills scored 30 points. Any, do they have any other NBA players on the Australian yeah, team? Yes, they do. There's NBA players all over. Serbia. No, no, no. On the Australian team, do they have any other NBA players on the Australian they team? They actually do, but Patty Mills is probably going to be that number. Patty guy. Mills yes, he's is gonna... the number one player on the Australian team, and they beat the USA national basketball team. See, that's where I get disinterested. I remember USA basketball where Vince Carter was dunking over Frederick Weiss. Yeah, I remember the names, okay? I remember the Redeem team, Kevin Garnett, Jason Kidd. I remember real NBA players, and that's where you lose me with the NBA. Why isn't LeBron James out there? Why isn't Ke- well? I don't want to say Kevin Durant. Why isn't Kyrie Irving out there? Why aren't the great NBA players of this time out there? They did. They did the Redeem Team. That was one of the most fun times ever. When you had Kobe, who was the elder statesman, who was still playing at that time. You had LeBron. You had KD. You had those boys. But those guys are very focused on this season. I also think that they're they, they don't want to get hurt. The NBA, the NBA championship is the goal. I think they're in the presence where they're in a point in time where it's alright, it's time for these young guys to kind of take over. But we went too young. We don't have those middling guys who, who are like young that. enough but still veterans still playing. I think we're too young in a lot of places. And there's NBA players all over the place. In and this is what the Serbian coach said. He said, <laughs> he said, let's let them play their basketball and we play ours. And if we meet, may God help them. And wow. <laughs> that's what he said. And, and Popovich didn't have much to say. He's like, he's a good coach. He's like, Serbia's good. And Serbia has Djokovic. Uh, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Is Pop the coach for the USA team? Yeah. Oh, you got my interest. Oh, oh, you're uh, a Pop lo- guy. Oh, low Pop. I didn't know you were a Pop guy. Uh, so the the rest of the the rest of the world is is confident right now because Giannis is playing for Greece. You have uh, uh um you have the Joker of the NBA also playing for Serbia, who also plays in Denver with uh, with Jerkic. Oh man, I'm not saying his name correctly. Jokic from the Denver Nuggets, who now plays for Serbia. And if they're giving up 30 points to Patty Mills, what do you think Jokic and Giannis is going to do to our American team? I don't know. We'll see. But I am going to get up. I'm going to be watching. Their first game is at 8.30 in the morning, so I should be good. You see, and that's why I like the Greek freak. See, he's one of the greatest players in the NBA right now. I say greatest. He's one of the great players in the NBA right now. And he ain't like LeBron, worried about getting hurt, not getting the NBA title, whatever. Go for the gold. You, ha- I think if those players, all the great players of the USA were on the team, they could get the gold medal Easy. without doubt. Yeah. So why not try to get that gold medal? And that's where my question lied. But I, I mean, I, I do understand your answers, but that's also why I respect the Greek freak because he's out there playing for his country. Right. Uh, and I don't know any other guys on Greece. Maybe his uh, his brothers and stuff like his that. His brother is there. That's awesome. That's that's real cool. But that's that's one of the things why I respect that dude. And um, that's one of the reasons why I go like this. And then you, you also have Spain. Marcus Sol is on Spain. You have Ricky Rubio. There's NBA players all over the world now. There's no such thing as just American basketball. But if the best American players are going to play, there is no chance for the rest of the world to keep up with us. When is the next time that Team USA plays? September 1st against the Czech Republic at 8.30 in the morning. Oh, okay. 8.30. That's, kind of, that's not going to happen. Uh, the reason I ask is because I'm uh, looking at some lines right now. <laughs> We're see. definitely gonna beat the Czech Republic. I can, I can tell you that for here. sure. So we got. I want to. I might. I might throw a little homer bet on uh, Italy minus seventeen and a half, just because I'm a Italian. I don't know. <laughs> see what happens. They're playing the Philippines. I don't know any Filipino basketball players. <laughs> well, that about wraps up our little bonus mashup episode. We hope you guys enjoyed our little college football, ba- baseball, NBA, and NFL talk. Um, I got really. Mu- I don't really got much else. I don't have anything else. Follow us Instagram, Twitter at the First Pick Pod, the First Pick Podcast on Facebook at Vinny Goombots at Biggest Boss seventy six. Follow us. Listen, rate, us. rate, review, leave feedback. If you like what we talk about, let us know. If you don't, let us know. Uh, you won't. You might not get a friendly answer if you don't. But no, I'm just joking. Right. We we talking about tennis no matter what. If Serena's still playing, bro, we talking. And then they got the young bucks coming up. If y'all listen to this, you are gonna be hearing about tennis for a long time. I will tell you right now, if I win my coffee bet, I'm gonna be listening to Kev a lot more, <laughs> and I'm gonna be we're gonna be talking a lot more tennis. So, uh, but with that being said, um, you can listen to us on Podcoin, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcast Addicts, and Apple iTunes. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to our bonus mashup episode. Stay tuned. Episode 8 is on the way. Later.